In Matthew 4.19, Jesus says, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. Join us in this conversation as we discuss following Jesus, leadership, and doing life with others. Welcome to the 419 Disciple Makers Podcast. And now back to our conversation with Kristen Clark. When you think about a parent's privilege of being the one to share the gospel with your children, mm-hmm. why would you want somebody else to do that for you? you yeah. know, why would you want to give that precious moment away to, to somebody they may never have a relationship with, like like they would their mom or dad, who they're going to know, you know, their entire life. So right. that that is incredible. I think I, I agree with you. I think the Lord allows us to uh, uh, to be in relationship with kids like that to keep it simple. Sure. Because then the adults get together and we just start, you know, trying to figure out what all this means. Right. And it's like no, just ABC. It, you know. Yeah, it's so simple. A simple gospel. Yeah. Well, you've been working in children's ministry a long time, mm-hmm. and um, you just answered the call to go to Ukraine. Right? Did. A lot in the news about Ukraine right now, but nothing to do with Kristen. Uh, she didn't they, have anything to do with that. The Lord. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what were you doing in Ukraine? Um, I had a really awesome experience to, um, or opportunity to go work with a church um, in Ukraine. They're they're in Kiev. It's a church called Resurrection Church. Had you always wanted to go to Ukraine or something? Or? No, I had no idea. Um, uh, Did you have to look on a map to see where you were going? <laughs> well, I was trying to show my kids, let me show you where I'm going. Wait, I don't really think I... Oh, there it is. Yeah, I'm going there. Um, no, I, I had actually met the pastor and his wife um, a little over a year ago. They came to our church, and um, there was another couple that was, you know, just showing them around and getting introducing them. And the pastor's wife was a worship leader at her church, and so her and I sang a song together um, for our kids. And we did a, um, she did half the song in Russian, and I did the other half in English, and we sang it together. It was cool. really cool. And um, the I love how if you watch anything on movies and TV, like all the um, Russian and Ukrainian like accents, you know, like they sound like villains from a Bond movie. Yeah. <laughs> and so when the lead pastor, um, he was like, "You come to Ukraine," and I was like. Yes, like I can't say no. He had such a compelling <laughs> voice, you know. Um, but, you know, it's just it's funny, like um, just how that kind of got it started. Yeah. But I thought, yeah, sure, you know, sometime in this lifetime, I don't know when, but um, I remember um, I started a, a Bible study with my ladies um, group that meets once a week, and we started this study called "Discerning the Voice of God" by Priscilla Shire, which I highly recommend. It was incredibly um, life changing for all of us that were a part of it. And um, we always, at the end of our our small group, we share prayer requests. You know, like pray for me because I have to do whatever. And so I was going to share with them that I felt like God was calling me towards looking into a mission trip. <laughs> so I was like, real vague, like very politically mm-hmm. correct. Like, you know, I was glossing over it. Feel a call. I feel a call somewhere out there, you know, in the next 20 years. I don't know. <laughs> um, and we began, um, you know, we played a video and and it's just, she's just started talking about obeying God and and letting um, letting your answer be yes, even before you know what the question is. Because mm-hmm. if we trust God, then we know He's not going to call us into something that's crazy or something that we can't do. He's already equipped us to do the things that He's calling us to do. Yeah. And so we just have to believe that what He's asking us to do, um, we can do it. And uh, and so we have to say yes first and then ask what the question is. Now and, that's a new concept for a lot of people. <laughs> yes. yes, Lord. 
Now what's the now question? Now what do you want me to do? Right? Wow. And so, and then she started, she said, started saying things and it was like all the arguments that I had for not going on a mission trip, you know, she's like anything that makes sense to you, like your reason for not following God, put that aside and just follow God and let him make things make sense. Like mm-hmm. let him work out the logistics. And I immediately started crying. And one of the ladies in my group said, are you crying right now? And it's like, Yes. And so at the end, I just said, well, you know, I was going to be really spiritual as your group leader and tell you that God's calling me to a mission trip one day, and I'm trying to decide if I'm going to do it. But now I know I have to go. I don't have a choice. So it was an amazing um, experience. And I think God uses those moments like that just as markers um, for us so that when we look back and go, was this a good choice? Did I really hear God? That's when um, we can look back on those moments um, well, and remember. And you're no different than, the, I mean, the people in the Bible second-guessed God all the sure. time. And, and thank, thankfully, the writers put it in there. Yeah. You well, know? that you know, that was the first thing that the, the enemy, that the devil said to Eve when she was in the garden. Did God really yeah, tell you yeah. not? And so that's what he does. He doesn't just say, go and do bad things. He tells us to question God and to question God's goodness and his trustworthiness. Right. So then when we get in those moments, we really get stuck. Or, or we take the control back and we yeah. say, okay, Lord, I'll do that. And then we hear a destination. We think, now I got to figure out all the logistics. <laughs> right. It's like, well, God, why do we think this way? Right, right. And God really works it all out. So it was really a quick turnaround to go from that moment. Um, that was probably in April and the trip was in July. And so I really had wow. to lean in on that trust and that saying yes. And um, I went with a, gr- a very small group um, and we, we did like a... A camp, um, like a family camp for the church, oh, cool. um, in, in a, Kiev. No, we went to Odessa, so it was right off the Black Sea, and wow. it was beautiful. Is there. the it Black was Sea literally black? No, it's not. Blue. It's blue. It's definitely huh. blue. Yeah, it's confusing, yeah, but you know, <laughs> like the Red Sea. Is it red? Yeah, it's not red. I don't know. Is there a blue sea? I don't think so. What's wrong with this? Why is there not know. a blue sea? Maybe it's too obvious. Yeah. <laughs> They're all <laughs> They're blue all sea. blue. You get really confused <laughs> if it was color-based. <laughs> well, so you decide to go, God makes a way, and yeah. your family was all behind you or trying to stop you or you what? You know, that was actually another marker where I was like, okay, God, if you really want me to go on this trip, then, you, then I'm going to present this to my husband, and he's going to go no way you're not you know like there's no way we can do this because it was right at the beginning like right before before school started and you know as a mom like i gotta get all their stuff together i gotta meet the teachers you know all these different things you have to do right curriculum yeah like there's crazy amount of things to do lunchbox and i'm like what what idiot decides to go on a mission trip (laughs) Uh, (laughs) small kid that's right i know so I was sure my husband was going to squash it and say, you know, it's just not a good time. Were you kind of hoping he would? Yes. <laughs> I would, Lord, but yes. you know, my husband's like, I know. Richard's going to say no. I'm going to throw him under the bus, and it's going to blame him for it, for my he's, disobedience. He's way smarter than that. This really is starting to sound more and more like the interaction between Adam and Eve. You know, like, well, you gave me this woman, and she made exactly. me sin, and you, did, you know, I did the same thing. Anyway, so we're sitting in the car. We're going out to dinner. Uh, and we're on a date or something. And I was like, so I kind of feel like, you know, I feel like God's really calling me to go on this mission trip. And he was like, you know what, if, if this is what God's calling you to do, you should do it and, and I'll help you and we'll figure it out and we'll let God work out the details. And I'm like, who are you yeah. and what have you done with my husband? You uh. know, So God used that moment too as well, just to confirm like, 
you know what, this is really something I'm supposed to follow after. And um, so apparently I need a lot of um, help along the way. A lot of reassurance. Don't you? Well, let me tell you, you're doing great on this podcast, Kristen. Thank Just you keep so talking. much. I don't know. I'm questioning it. I might leave in a few Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you get there. Yes. And when you get there, you think, oh, no, what have I done? Or you think, wow, God, thank you. A little bit of all of that. You know, yeah. um, I don't know if uh, if anyone's ever been on a mission trip before and recognized the spiritual warfare that happens before mm-hmm. you go, just lots of things kind of crumbled and fell apart. Um, you know, some friends turned on you or some things happened with your family or, you know, people get sick. It was just kind of an uphill battle. But um, once I got there, I recognized, you know, that's what was going on and that God was really working something out in me, mm-hmm. preparing me to go. So, um yeah, it was it was an amazing experience. Um, but I definitely had to kind of walk through some hard waters before I got there. Okay. And um and when I recognized that as spiritual warfare, when I recognized that as me trying to work it out, I, I knew that that God was gonna do something awesome in that mm-hmm. moment. And I don't need to get distracted. I just need to stay focused on the task at hand that he had called me to. Um, because that's what I think a lot of times we think, oh, things are getting hard. That means God's saying stop. But I think sometimes when things get hard. God's testing our faith. He, he's He's working something out in us, and we've just got to stick it out and do the last thing that God told us to do, and then He'll He'll take care of us through that. Well, it's biblical because you know the Lord doesn't say follow me and trust me. It'll be so easy, right? Right. So you're right. When it gets hard, we think, well, maybe I miss God, right? But no, it's maybe the the test. I mean, how do we wrestling makes us stronger? That's right. And so, no doubt about that. Well, you um had to discern the voice of God and was God calling you to do this, I got a feeling that there are people listening today, whether you're on the treadmill or in traffic, who are wrestling with this exact same thing. Yeah. And what advice would you give them, Kristen, to say, I think God's calling me to do this, but I'm not really sure. What do you think they should do? Find an evangelist and ask them yes, to tell them what to do? go seek out this guy. I can give you his number. No, Go- Google it. Google like. it. You just Google it, and God will speak through Google. Um, he could. I'm not discounting that at all. But no, I, Well, I think a lot of times we believe that if God is going to call me to something, it's going to be on a mission trip to a faraway place where I don't want to go. And I feel like um, we need to begin talking more maybe in the church about hearing God's voice and recognizing it in our everyday lives. And so when you start saying yes to the small things that God calls you to do, that's when you're going to hear God's voice more often. That's when you're really going to experience God's um, presence and things like that when you're willing to say yes. It's mm. just like you know when God entrusts you to something and then you you continue to work through that. Now, that's not the formula. Like, I got to say yes to everything that I feel like I'm supposed to do. Yeah. Um, but I also think, I heard somebody say this recently, to live your life by the nudge. In other words, when you feel God nudging, when you feel something in your heart that you're supposed to do something, whether it's to go sit down next to someone and have a conversation or buy someone behind you in Starbucks their their coffee or, you know, those little things. And when you live by the nudge, when you live just, by the nudge. When you just that. acknowledge that and just say yes when God asks you to do those little things, that's, I think, when God will really help to confirm things in your life. Yeah, I can um, see that. I, I've... Um... I've had some experiences before, and I learned this from someone else who did this to me, honestly, was uh, whenever an old friend or a family member or an old business colleague or something came to my mind, and I just thought, well, I wonder what they're doing. Mm. I always now assume they need prayer. And mm. so I just pray for them right there. Lord, bless them. Whatever's going on, make a way, comfort, heal, deliver, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then um, now I'll text them. 
and just say, hey, the Lord put you on my mind today, and I said a prayer. Hope everything's going great. And sometimes I get back, yeah, everything's great. Okay. And then sometimes I get this amazing thing back of, yeah. you would not believe. And I, I went, bef- you know, younger in my life, I didn't do that. Mm. And I wonder how many opportunities did I miss? Right. Uh, to be How a many blessing. blessings did you miss out on because of those yeah. moments? Yeah, and, and not just me, them. You sure. know, the prayer for them. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I don't, that random thought now is not as much a random thought as it is maybe yeah. a Holy Spirit-inspired thought. Yeah, and what yeah. do you have to lose? You know, if you just were to follow that and just to do it, even if you're yeah. not sure, it's okay to be unsure. It's okay to have a little bit of doubt. I think God gives us discernment to to figure things out in our lives, but mm-hmm. I also think He gives us the Holy Spirit for a purpose. He doesn't just leave us out there to wonder. Um, well, what's an example for you of, you say, you live your life by the nudge. What's an average, normal, everyday nudge that someone might get? You're thinking, you think about your friends or family or even you. What does yeah. that look like? Um, I think when we are... Let's see. I think if you're willing to keep your eyes open, you know, if you're walking into a situation, if you're walking through your day and you're just in in relationship with God, whether that's a really tight relationship or whether you got a two-minute devotional fit in in the morning, either way, I think when we're looking for God to speak to us, when we're looking for God to work through us, He's going to nudge us. He's going to talk to us because our purpose in life is to to work out things for the kingdom, is to bring people to the kingdom. It's to yeah. um, glorify God with everything. It says whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all of it to the glory of God. So, you know, like that doesn't just mean be careful of the things that you do. It's also to recognize that all of these different things can be an act of worship. And if we're looking for those moments, He's going to show us ways that He can work through us or bless us ourselves. That's good. That's really good. Yeah, because we think that God's calling is what I hear when I'm in church about going, you know, the other side of the world and totally miss all the smaller callings along the way. Yeah. Every day, huh? Yeah. That's wonderful, Kristen. Well, you are a disciple maker. You are a mom making disciples of your kids. <laughs> You're a, a children's minister making disciples of kids at church. You've got a women's group in your own home where you're investing your life. Uh, what encouragement would you give, let's say there's a mom out there, two little ones, and just trying to manage life the day-to-day, um, but yet senses that God has called her for more. Hmm. Um, what encouragement would you give her today? Um, I guess just to say yes and let God work out the rest. Um, if we are so hung up in all the little things in our lives that um, would stop us anyways, then um, it doesn't mean you neglect your family and you you know run away or you um, leave things um, unattended. But at the same time, um, there's a lot of things that we place value in that may not have as much value in the grand scheme of things. And in the light of eternity, what is it that God's calling me to do? And maybe it means that you need to take an hour of your day or of your week just to invest in the lives of other people or just to be willing to talk to others about um, what it is that God's talking to you about. You know, like some people that just post a Bible verse on their Instagram, that could be a meaningful moment for someone who's reading through it and then God speaks to them through that. like, I don't know if you've ever bumped into a Bible verse, like where you're yeah, walking along yeah. and you see a Bible verse somewhere and you just realize that was God speaking to me. So you never know how God could use you in the little things. But I think, you know, just like I learned from that Bible study, if we say yes first and and we're willing to lay down our lives, that's what it means. Mm. It, it doesn't necessarily mean to become a martyr or to, to go really drastically the other end. It just means that we're willing to set aside our desires, our agenda, 
our logistical um, daily calendar schedule with all the little Mm -hmm. pins and the colors and the mark, you know, just set it aside (laughs) for a moment and really focus in on how can God use me in this moment? I think he'll, he'll bless that and he'll honor that. I love that. I I had a friend one time, he was, he he said he was asking God to use him more and he wanted to grow deeper and all this kind of stuff. And he said the Lord literally kind of spoke to him one day when he was looking at his calendar Mm -hmm. uh, because his calendar didn't have any place in there where God could fit in. Mm. And the decision then became for him of, I got to make space. Because if God tells me to do something, I'm so overcommitted now, I, I'd have to say no. Right. Or or tell God, yeah, I can get with you Tuesday at three in three weeks, you know. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> and so I do think uh, in some of the ways that we're so overburdened and so over, like you said, we've ascribed value to things that aren't really that valuable in mm-hmm. the light of eternity. And we've so filled our lives that, you know, if God, if God nudged us this afternoon or tomorrow morning, many of us wouldn't even have the time to follow the nudge. Right. And so, um, yeah, it might be the first nudge God's calling us to is to make some space. Sure. To make some space for his will. And also setting aside our our preconceived expectations that either are put on us or we put on ourselves, that we have to be perfect. We have to look perfect. Our kids have to look perfect. We all need to smile when we walk in the church building. My son said that to me one time. He was like, Mom, you are so nice to people at church. Ouch. And then I recognized the, the insult. I was like, thank you. Wait, hold on. Because like, <laughs> I am really nice to people at church, but I just screamed my head off like, get your shoes on now. You know, so I think... Um, if we're open and 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 willing, like it, it's okay for us to to be unkempt. Sometimes it's mm-hmm. okay for us to not live up to the standard that maybe others have placed on us to be perfect. Sometimes it means you might have to get a babysitter to do what God's mm-hmm. calling you to do, or you might need to employ another mom. And say, hey, we're going to do this thing together with our kids in tow, and yeah. we're going to work together. So there are a lot of options. You just have to be willing to explore that. Um, and and so that's that's part of saying yes too. I will never forget this. Say yes and let God take care of the rest. Mm. That's what I heard you say today, Kristen. Well, thank you so much. If if somebody want to get in touch with you, they can find you on the mountpisgah.org website. That's right. Right there under Kristen Clark. Uh, It's spelled like Christ. Uh, C- it's very spiritual. <laughs> I was destined for church ministry with my name. Thanks, Mom. <laughs> they know it. They know it. <laughs> well, thank you. And thank you for the ABCs. Sure. Um, just admitting you're a sinner, believing that Jesus is God's Son, and then confessing, proclaiming that you want to commit your life to God. Mm-hmm. That is as simple as it gets. And yeah. I think there's somebody out there today that, that needed to hear that. We challenge you today to share that ABCs of the gospel with your kids or uh, with a coworker or any, anybody that the Lord will lay on your heart. And we also challenge you, as Christian said, to uh, live, live by the nudge mm. and just say yes. Let God say take, yes. take care of the rest. <laughs> I love that. Well, thank you for coming in. Oh, thank and, you. And uh, if you're out there uh, and you're, God's calling you to invest in the lives of other people, don't forget on our 419disciplemaker.org website, there's all kinds of free resources and videos that will encourage you and equip you and train you to do that. And um, I just pray that you will go out there and live by the nudge. Let God nudge you right into His For more information, check out our website, 419disciplemakers.org. Join us again next week as we continue our conversation on the 419 Disciple Makers podcast.